0: West World Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Cufflinks.com wants to thank all the first responders, people working at the shopping centers, people helping other people out as we all go through this corona crisis. We wish you well. We hope everyone stays safe. And when we get past this, we're going to go out. We're going to get together, and we're going to look good. You can go to Cufflinks.com right now, use code DVR20. Get 20% off your order, no minimum. Also, May the 4th is coming up, Star Wars Baby. Use code Star Wars 30 to get 30% off all Star Wars accessories. Also, Cinco de Mayo coming up. Go on over to cufflinks.com and save. Star Wars 30 from April 29th to May the 5th. May the 4th be with you. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to the Westworld Cast. Today you have the cleanup text coming together to close out the week. My name is Gina Giacchetti, and my co-hosts are Tim Hines and Andy Theobald. And for this pod, we have a special guest, father of the DVR podcast network, W. Axel Foley. For the cleanup text, we round up the trash, the missed pieces, things undiscussed, and perhaps things we think are completely wrong. But we are here to tidy things up the best as we can do. And today, we will be discussing the penultimate episode of Westworld Season 3, Episode 7, Past Pawn. You can find out more about us at the DVR Podcast Network at DVRPodcast.com. So, how's everyone doing today?
2: Well, I am uh, I am still in the middle of farming up here in uh, Midwest World. Spent about 100 hours in the tractor over the last week, so you guys may have to deal with... Uh, an insane host tonight instead of an insane AI.
1: <laughs> oh, oh! Cool. Yeah, I'm doing,
3: I'm doing well out here on the East coast, uh, New York, you know, still holding it down, but uh, you know, I, I'm not as good as Solomon. Solomon's free and quiet.
1: <laughs> I see. Well, in California, we are locked down until the end of May now. So another month ago, at least. But uh, how are you doing, Axel? Welcome to the show.
0: I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm so excited to be here tonight with you all. The show has been fantastic this season. I'm so happy that we've all had so much fun talking about Westworld as the real world goes to shit. And um, other than that, I am just <laughs> ready to talk about this crazy show. You know, I had some problems with this episode, but I t- and I talked about it on a text with you all, and you all comforted me and sent me, <laughs> sent me hugs. You're like, "Are you okay?" Um, but uh, I'm now. I watched it again before this pod. After watching it, I think so. I watched it three times. And I still have some issues, but I'm willing to let those go because I trust it, and I think it was also a lot of fun,
1: yeah, yeah, so if you were to rank this show or rate this show, Axel, what rating would you give it at one on a one to ten scale? um, I probably you know what
0: I'm going to go at around a seven,
1: okay. Wow, uh, a higher rating than, uh, some other people.
3: I'm um, yeah.
1: fine,
3: man. I gave, I gave it a 6.5. Um, as far as an episode of Westworld goes, it, it, it felt a little bit off kilter for, I mean, it was a good episodes still like for the info, but it just, it, it, it didn't have, have that, like, I don't know, that gripping Westworld feel that I, that we get every week. Um, you know, that's not saying I didn't enjoy it, but, and I also knocked off half a point for it being the penultimate episode because I, I don't really r- recall the exact time frame that penultimate became like such Common vernacular in TV talk, and I hate when people use it because it like it, it makes everybody sound like like I'm so inside TV. We're going to talk about the penultimate of the season, and then it's going to be the penultimate season of all the seasons. and it's you know it's just like I don't know. So that was where my half point came off.
2: I uh, I I put it at a seven and a half. I still liked it. I thought it was. I didn't think it was as good as last week's. I still think last week's was the best episode of the season. Um, I do think though that. This uh, my rating for this could rise depending on what happens in the finale. I think a lot of what we saw this week was set up for, for the finale. So seven and a half for now.
0: That's yeah. all, I'm going I'm to jump right off of Andy and say that's why I, I I feel the same way.
1: Yeah, I give it an eight point five because I thought it was, um, I thought it was just as good as last week in a different, uh, in a different type of way. Um, I do think it was more fragmented than last week. And, you know, kind of, as you said, Andy, maybe set up because we can just launch right into the opening scene with this. It's like, wow, that opening scene was phenomenal, but it didn't do anything for the rest of the episode. You know, it was just like, I don't know. Another Dolores down, Polaris leaked the info to get it done, or Charbot, whatever you want to call her. You know, Clementine and Armistice 2.0 are the ones that are back. And it was really well done, but then it was just like, and that's it. But I don't know. I I,
2: I think there's more there than what it seems, though, because I think, I mean, we found out later that Charlotte, the Charlotte bot is the one who fed them the information of where to go. So to me, that thinks that maybe she is in contact with Maeve. I think I had thought that was a possibility last week. I think that's still a definite possibility. And they took the head. So they have the pearl. They have one of the Dolores pearls now. I think those are two important things to come out of that scene, even though nothing else happened with it in this episode.
0: There's also the question of what uh, Musashi was tasking the other guy with doing. Why he was sending him on a mission in the beginning. And if that could be at all connected to, um, what we saw the host fluid in Musashi's warehouse when Maeve was killed. That's why I think, um, I think you're right, Gina, that this first scene really didn't inform us at all to what was to come. Besides the fact that, you know, they knew where they were, because uh, if, if Charlotte had anything to do with Maeve finding Dolores, which she probably didn't because they were at their own facility. Um, but I agree with Andy too that I think what this might be is just a clever way of burying what is the most important thing about the next episode.
2: I th- the other thing that, that occurred to me. About- when you were talking there, Axel, I think part of it, it reminded me a lot of what Game of Thrones used to do, where especially near the end of the season, where they would just kind of do a quick check-in just so you kind of knew where the players were. Yep. And I think that might have part of, been part of what this was too. It's like, hey, don't forget about these guys. We're not going to do much with them, but they're they're still important.
3: I just had like kind of issues like just Clementine and Armistice 2.0 coming in. And how would they, like, if if they got, brought into this world and Maeve gave them their, you know, sort of awakening that she was doing for everyone else. Then why would they just blindly follow her? You know, like the question comes up again of why you're following Serac and not our kind. And like Clementine just didn't really seem to even question it at all. Like it was just, we're here to kill you, Dolores, and that's it. And I, well, and, you know, it comes into play that whole question of, you know, is this fair what you're doing to them? Just like Mave keeps putting on Dolores, and Dolores puts back on Mave. It's the same question but, you know back and forth. So uh, that might be the the you know one of the things I think that they're trying to point out to us, like, is the, is the ethical you know part of this, is, is, which is similar to the previous seasons we've seen. Like it's really. Just ethical questions about what what we should
2: program into the AI. Well, I think like with what you're saying with Maeve, I mean, we've seen her control hosts before. They might be doing what she says because she is controlling them.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I, 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 uh, you know, that's I had never even thought of that, DJ. I like that very much. Because that's just like when Dolores uh, says to Maeve, well, when I mean when she says to Hector and Lee, how many times have you died? You know, that's the big kind of that's her cornerstone argument, which is you keep on having people die for you, but I just copied myself. But now we know that those copies actually become other people, which you should have foreseen anyway. Um, but I had not thought of why. I think her name is Hananru, Han- Hananru. I can't pronounce – I'll say Armistice 2.02. 02, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. And Clementine, why they <laughs> blindly follow her. But I think Andy too. And I feel the same way about Maeve. I'm still not so sure that that's Maeve. That that's our full Maeve. Because they are just following him. And there's no point to following him. He's not going to protect any – you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't
3: get it. Yeah, like the, this, just the the idea of him – putting her into a world with her daughter or bringing her daughter into a world with her is, well, I don't even think he offered to bring her to to Maeve. It was to bring Maeve to her. And it was a threat though, too. Right. So so what Maeve should be smarter than that. that? Like it very, very cloudy with the Maeve's decision-making.
0: Yeah. I got to think that there is something else going on because you're absolutely right. Even if his, he gives even if the promise is fulfilled and she gets to be with her daughter, she's going to trust that she then gave the key to this world, to this whack job.
3: Yeah. What's to say he just doesn't pull the plug on that whole, you know, satellite or wherever they got beamed to, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it's weird, especially for her to, to not have trusted the humans, you know, from, from knowing what she knew in, in the, Back in the park. Yeah. So it must be. Yeah, I really hope we get some kind of answer to that. Like, if if there was other programming involved or tampering with her from Sir Oxen.
1: Well, I've just kind of always thought all along that she's had one goal, which was to be reunited with her daughter. And I don't know that, like, that's her cornerstone. I don't know if she ever really like thinks beyond that, right and and so there's this kind of new if you know he's promising her she's going to be able to be with her daughter in whatever form that is, she's gonna do whatever he says it's it's like she she became aware, but she became aware only when she kind of remembered her daughter, and that's always been a driving force and I just think with Dolores, it's been a kind of a whole different ball game um from the beginning when, when she kind of reawoke once the rubberies came in and that she's always been on a much different trajectory um, and driven by something different than, than Dolores, than uh, Maeve has been.
0: I I agree with you, but don't you find that a bit unsatisfying Gina? Like I just, yeah,
1: but that's what it's been. Like she's never, she, she probably could have been the Dolores had she, actually left the park on that train and that at one point was her goal but then she she in some ways made a choice to go back and it's like that choice to go back has prevented her from moving forward in the same way that kind of other hosts became more sentient
0: yeah that's why i'm unsatisfied with her storyline this season a bit because it is that same thing that I thought last season she had let her daughter go you know that's how I kind of felt and I felt she'd wake up this season and when that was you know I don't know I just I'm hoping there's something else going on but you're absolutely right Gina that has been her path again and again so we can't yeah. not accept it
3: you know yeah. but it could go along with, you know, them follow, like, uh, sort of what Bernard says later on about Dolores about, fo- you know, she's following what her pro original programming was. She's too, uh, po- poetic for that. Like she has still these, these pieces of Mother, her the and w- which f- the, yeah. fits into the idea of this being a game, you know? So like there was parts of the episode that I questioned a lot when like Caleb was talking to telling his story, he was seeing these images flash in his head. Like he's never seen before and all because of just being in an environment like, you know, it was, it seemed like a lot of dreamlike sequences even in the not dreamlike scenes that he was having. Like the whole episode had, like after the opening scene, it started with like a a little sheen, a little haze that like made it seem sort of dreamy, a- and that whole just the horseback ride and the start of their their t- thing getting into Sonora, like she's talking about how this you know Westworld was modeled after that. It just was a lot more leading to the game thing that yeah. I, I I kept I, you know I I don't want to beat a dead horse. But we, you know we've been kind of oh,
1: we're going to yeah we're gonna do it <laughs> we're going to and I mean that's the that's the thing about the game like even the title of this episode past pawn leads you to believe that there's a game being played and um, I know that Ken kind of went into the whole past pawn uh, theory but what he never said was when you get that pawn to the other side of the board he's like it gets it gets powers of an of another chess piece it gets powers the same power the queen has which is is probably your most strategic piece um and you know it's kind of like well who is the past pawn in this you know is it is it Caleb is it actually Dolores if we go further back and you know um we've talked all along about white hat and black hat roles um but we've got a a white side and a black side on a chessboard as well. And so it has this just been like a huge giant game of of virtual world chess in real life formation, I don't know.
0: I think that's fascinating and you know what it made me think? Oh man, I don't know. I just, I had a, I had a, uh, I had a theory, uh, a theory bomb go off in my brain while you were talking, Gina. <laughs> and you're talking about past pawn, things becoming something different, right? So I know you all and Ken and I, all everybody watching this damn show, I'm trying to think, what's up with this dude, Caleb? And I'm trying to think, um, about this pawn thing. Uh, and about how those frozen people are maybe like, cause I was thinking, okay, he's the passport, right? He becomes the queen, but then they too were trying to become something different, right? Something that is corrected, uh, like Jean me or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the data that they got from Westworld that William has admitted, he gave them the data. I'm going to do a, crazy theory here is it possible that (laughs) the the way that they were trying to correct these people is by turning them into hosts that the only way to properly correct their behavior they couldn't do it organically so he took that data and maybe that's kind of what he's trying to get is not the the project that because there's always been two secret projects: the the um, aging Delos Live Forever project, right, and the data of the people that are there project. And even though it's the same, they've they've it's been spoken about like it's different. So I just kind of thought about that, like maybe they were trying to turn all those people into hosts. Maybe Caleb Thanks. is a host.
2: Well, I had a lot of I actually had some of this almost exactly what you said in my notes as something I was going to bring up as a crazy sitting in the tractor for 12 hours gives me a lot of time to think. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> since you brought this up now, I'm, I'll am i just read off what I had because I think it's kind of crazy but, and it involves a couple different things. But there was the thing, the picture that everybody's seen about with MIB and Caleb having that same serial part of the number on their the coding was the same serial number or part of it was. Yeah. And it got me thinking, are they related? Then it got me thinking about MIB saying he sold the anonymous data 20 years ago. That was before Caleb got reeducated. What if MIB unknowingly sold his own info to him? Because he said it was anonymous data. What if they're somehow using the data from the park to do the reeducating? What if Caleb was reeducated using some data from William? That's why he has the similar number. And is that why Dolores is picking him to be the leader? Because she knows if there's MIB data there, she knows it will go back. Or I got one more part too to that. Well, actually they'll you know, finish this and then you can sorry, go ahead. Well, well you know, just that
3: being said, like Caleb uh William it shows up after Bernard looks at his thing. You're dead. You're not you know, like yeah. is, is that is that leading to that? And you know, him questioning himself in the beginning. There's just a lot of things that could fit into there. And
2: that I like o- that a lot. My other my other addendum to that was, or is Dolores attempting to do this with the hosts from the Valley Beyond and merge them onto the outliers that are in the tanks? Is that what her goal is? Oh,
1: that's interesting. That's interesting too. I like that. Yeah. And
3: then, and then you have uh, the part where, <clears throat> where uh, was it? Uh, William says, to, uh, oh, I lost it for a second. All right. But I'm going to add another part okay. to that. So I'm thinking about those tanks and we were talking so much about the matrix tie ins and things like that. <laughs> when I saw those tanks, all I'm thinking in my head was, is it possible that as they were capturing the people, they put them in stasis and replaced their bodies out there with hosts? And then that's why they're so easy, easily set on a loop. Are they Are they just keeping the world turning, basically, from Serac and really in stasis? Like, I don't know, you know. I it, would
0: love that idea, well, they, but he did they, say that did they say. Were
3: disappeared or yeah, missing. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say they said, said they turned up idea, missing Tim, or disappeared,
0: yeah. Tim, they should have done that because then they also could have stabilized yeah. – the, 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 uh, strategy as well by being yeah. directly able to, in, like, interject, uh, different, you know, whatever actions that they would do with other people. That's, that would have been cool, man. But I think, uh, I, I kind of, this is interesting because the game stuff that you have here about the white hat and the black hat roles and things switching makes sense if you think about the fact that Serac what has been saying that he was dependent on this data from Westworld so the thing that we have been we came into this season thinking you know he there's a whole new player and everything but now we've come to find out that really he could not have existed without that data so it's possible that he was possibly also interested in the fact that they could make robots that were exactly like humans. You know what I mean? Like maybe he was interested in that too. So it would be cool um, to find out, you know, that what was going on on the outside while we didn't, you know, while we were so concerned with what was going on on the inside of Westworld. That's kind of an interesting idea.
3: Well, that's why I feel like it's still, a second level to the like inception, like there, you know, the, the, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the, not the dream within a dream, the, uh, the the simulation within a simulation theory, like it, it, it would fit then like if, if this was all taking place on the next level and and now, you know, you got to beat, beat, basically beat robo which might be part of me might just run serac like it might not even be you know like we said we haven't really we don't know if we really saw him as a person everything you know so many times he's just been a uh you know an uh a hologram that just popped up yeah i don't think he is
0: man i think that i think that that line in the message for his brother kind of confirms that he is not alive anymore because he said you know i can't be here I'm so sorry I can't be here to celebrate with you, but I become a new man.
1: Yes. Yeah. I know. There was so much in that little message. And you know, going back to Andy's theory too, there were a couple of things like this this William Caleb hybrid thing is interesting mm-hmm. because what Caleb says when he and Dolores are on those horses, he's like, I've never been out this far before. And I swear okay. that that is something either William or Logan said at some point in season one, either as Man in Black or... No, it
0: was yeah. at the end when they yeah. went to the edge of the park.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I like that so,
0: idea. That's cool.
1: So that's kind of another interesting piece of information to to back this up. Um And then also... Just in terms of that, when Serac is that message to his brother, he says, I have it in here. He said a couple of different things that was like, he said, if you're seeing this, our little experiment has worked. We have found the right set of genetic information to restore you. And that kind of makes you think that, yeah, they do need those. There is some kind of weird hybriding that's going to happen or going on or something that was in that park that he needed. Um, Maybe it was was William's profile all along. Um, And
3: then if you think about the people, that once the information was released to them, about the future of their lives, they all flipped out, like and started murdering each other, and, and and hanging themselves, and and committing suicide, and doing crazy things that just I don't see like humans being that corrupted to to flip out when they find out the truth. Like it, it they, I feel like humans are too skeptical in nature to to fully believe into everything they would read. Like, yeah. and, and to know, okay, so it just came across my screen that, um, I'm going to get bald and I'll, I'm going to, you know, crash my car into, uh, you know, a piling and, and die at the age of 50. Now, why would I freak out about that? Like, all right. So now I know maybe I'm not going to drive my car the whole year of my 50th birthday. Yep. Like you can, you have the ability now to make Changes in your life, and to to think, but all these people just immediately like turned, and you, you see it in in the Reboham, uh, that graphic that you know that readout that it does. I mean, the whole other side of the world when it was showing Jakarta was like as far out extended as it's ever been. Yeah. That, so it's it's it, it's kind of weird the way you know society reacted to that whole like data dump if, if they're not somehow programmed. And, you know, I, I know that like, even Bernard says, uh, you know, Oh, they were programming like hosts. And he says it like, kind of like joking around, like, you know, like, Oh, the comparing to them, but how, you know, how do we know it's not a different technology? Cause even, even Solomon says, Oh, you're Delos. Like, how do we know that it's not insight? that makes a different type of tech. And maybe that's why Maeve's different. Like that I, I just, you know, it, it leaves a lot lot open there.
1: Well, I think the people are different. And we see the pharmaceutical guy, right, and kind of the whole Caleb Francis, and he creates these, you know, limbic discs that they take. And, you know, basically it helps dull their emotions and you know i i looked at the limbic system which is you know our, part of our brain and there are this it's the structures that deal with memory emotions and reinforcing behavior so if you get a whole of a society hooked on these limbic discs whether they've been reeducated or not then you basically are controlling them in yeah. in a similar way that you control hosts
3: Mm-hmm. But we've never seen other people take them, and yeah, we, yeah, have. we have. They've been taking well, them the whole time.
0: And I, I, I the uh,
1: first, yeah. uh, the first episode, with I the mean. Morris goes to kill the guy at the pool yeah, he yeah. before he goes to bed.
3: Every yeah, episode, Jerry or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I yeah, I guess because I wasn't, you know, not seeing people walk oh, around. But what? even when he describes Caleb's, though, he's uh, and Francis's, he's like, oh, these are military grade ones. Like right. so. And I mean,
2: honestly, most of the episodes we've been following the hosts around, we haven't really been following many humans at all. So the hosts wouldn't be taking them. But I
0: think that explains, um, DJ, what you were saying about the reaction and like the chaos that ensues directly after everyone getting their files is related You can relate that behavior more to the state that the people were in directly previous to finding out that information, which is one in which they believed that the world had achieved a certain balance, that these wars were all over, right? And that they had, because if you remember, they said that this program was voluntarily entered into. They, in the behind the scenes, they had all the data. From Westworld and from uh Cunningham, but that's his name, right? Liam Cunningham. Yep. But mm-hmm. they, on the outside, it was more like, you know, a rewards program or, you know, so that's why everyone reacted so violently because I think they were also being induced, as Gina is saying, induced into a type of, you know, like- work life coma by taking these limbic things like they got before they go to bed or whatever. And you see all these drugs that had become popular, which you could also assume were produced by Siroc as well, right? Like genre and stuff like that to control the population. So I think it's more akin to if we all got a message that like the Illuminati was real You know, (laughs) like or like you know, secret documents that said you know this happened or whatever. But the fact, so I think that the correlation between this these people being hosts and the and people in Westworld being hosts is entirely apt. He was in no way making a joke. That's totally true. This entire world is run by this by Ray Haboam. It's a world that we completely don't recognize. And, uh, to have it in this kind of crazy, you know, uh, insanity now from everyone reacting to this. But at the same time, you have all these people that were taken out of it. Um, I think the, the thing I was trying to think about is when you were saying before Gina that he said to his brother, um, now that we found the genetic material, to what was the word he used? Not reawake, but
1: um,
3: reeducate.
0: No, it was restore um, you. Restore, right? Restore. restore. Where I wonder if they, at the same time, were in the forge, Rehoboam, or you know the place where all the actual inside the computer where all the actual decisions were being made and what connection that that thing has to Westworld or the data in Westworld or the forge or the land beyond or anything like that. I think that that's a kind of an interesting question to see that if these worlds are really just the same, then are they also the same – when, when do we get to go inside Rehoboam or see what's happening inside, you know, inside this virtual
3: world that exists? But I think, I, was, I mean, I, I still feel like this is the virtual world. Now that's it. But-
0: that's a, I would not, I would accept that if they showed yeah. us and told us in the last episode. That what we are seeing is basically a game where Sarak and Dolores kind of play it out, but it's happening inside Rehoboam before the real world. And that's why this revolution strategy is maybe in some sense is just a virus, right? That she used an earlier program to make, and then she wants to inject it into Rehoboam. Um, I would accept that completely. And I feel yeah, like it was kind of, and cool, th- and it would explain a lot of the weird behavior we see too.
3: It would ex- also explain the, maybe possibly what was on that, that thumb drive looking thing that Caleb got from Solomon. Yeah, maybe that's, that, that's some kind of that's virus that's to put into Reboam. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's the, it's it the is. strategy for the revolution yeah. supposedly. So
3: yeah, I'm thinking though, the revolution has to do with destroying Reboam. I mean it just I you know and then it just where the, where the the paths are going to cross for you know William and Caleb and now you know we kind of thought all right so Dolores is dead and or shut down and Mavis shut down but now we still have uh Armistice 2.0 and and uh Hale-bot, uh and uh Clementine out there, so there's like three more besides the two that that William thinks he's got to kill and destroy. So there's really, you know, I would think that the major players are out, the ones who are the smartest, unless we know we don't know what Maeve kind of programmed into Clementine Armistice 2.0, Before or what we, they'll, they'll well, do
2: with the head of
3: of Sato
2: before we get off the simulation thing I wanted to ask you guys another thing this was another one of my off the wall kind of ideas and I, I I really think there is some type of simulation thing going on and I'm wondering if because we, we I mean we've talked about this over and over all the different comments that have been made and weird things that have happened and the uh, I noticed a couple more this time with spe- uh, specifically the EMP when it was used and uh, Dolores and and Maeve fall at the end is almost identical to the way Hector falls when he, when his Pearl was crushed while he was in also in a simulation. The, uh, let's see, what else did I have here? Sorry. Yeah. It was like that drop. So that, to me, that, that was one that I'm like, okay, I got thinking on the simulation thing again, man, that's like, Uh,
0: they're being brought out.
2: Right. Well, and, and I still, and I think too, why, why, why wasn't this EMPs used back in season two when there was all the uprising on the Island on Westworld? wouldn't wouldn't they use uh, you'd think the e m p would be a real life thing they would use a lot if they're using it at a place like this do you think delos would have that just little things like that you know all the when solomon says to Francis no or he asks him Caleb asked him if Francis is there he said no this is not that's not the variation we are on just little things like that that make me think this and what I'm wondering and I guess there's a few other weird things um outliers aren't supposed to have kids but Francis has a kid um In season one, Ford said something to the effect of uh, we can cure any disease now, so things are fine. But Francis's son and Caleb's mom are both sick. I mean, there's a lot of weird things. And I'm wondering, and I think what way back at the beginning of this season when Maeve was in the simulation, I'm I'm thinking about the times we know we're in simulations. And she broke it by doing that uh, square root of whatever it was that she did. Negative one. Yeah. What if... And that was a more of a simple thing. What if Rohaboham and Solomon are actually the computers controlling it inside the simulation, and what Dolores is trying to do is overload them the same way Maeve did to try and break the simulation?
0: I would buy I all of this, Andy. Let me tell you, I would buy it all because it does. Now I I'm not quite sure. And, and maybe is maybe happen, she needs but,
2: Caleb. Maybe that's why she needs Caleb. Maybe Caleb is the key to breaking uh, the. Breaking it, I don't know, or releasing the outliers out of their tube out of their frozen thing i I don't understand how that could happen, but it's and i I'm sorry it's a little scattered because i'm it's hard to write when I'm bouncing up and down the tractor like, <laughs> know, on my
0: you know what would' my really notes seal are very this? scattered
2: tonight, so it's it was just all these random thoughts I had, but I, I don't know I, see I what you guys it. think about it. I want to know what you guys thought about that
0: um you know what would really seal this, and we don't have this though, is that if there was one Person that hadn't interacted with yeah. other people, then yep. we could believe that we were like if Bernard had never come in direct contact with Dolores, yeah. and he just went mm-hmm. and got Stubbs and William, but had never gotten in contact with Dolores, right? Even that, though Dolores, yeah, was, that
2: was that was part of what I was trying yeah. to, find, I was trying to think of something like that. It also made me yeah. think of. I, I went through all of my old notes from the other episodes too, and it was one point where I thought there might be two different Hale bodies. What what if when Hale was, maybe there is two different timelines with two different Hales going on? I you keep thinking about that episode where she's, it was like the Hale-centric one where she's trying to get a hold of Dolores for the whole episode, and she could never get a hold of him or a hold of her. Why? I mean, was Dolores in the simulation at that time, and that's why she couldn't reach her? I mean, that was never explained. Why that was never. I don't know. There's a lot of little question marks. When I, I was going back through my notes and I just started piling these things up in my head that I don't yeah, say I don't know. There's a
1: lot of stuff. I
2: mean, just like we were talking about.
0: Ciroc, so it, actually, oh, go ahead.
1: did Dolores, as we know her in her blonde form, actually ever interact with Bernard this season? I don't think they did. She saw
3: him. At the, at the ball, at the party, at, at the party, yeah. but eyes wide shut. Yeah, uh, it was Martin Bot that dealt with him.
0: No, very quickly in the hallway, they, uh, right well, before uh, she
3: threw stubs over yes. the over so, the uh, thing. But did
1: they yeah. exchange any words or anything? They did, I think, briefly. Okay.
0: I'd have to go back and watch it, but my if memory serves me right, she said something to been, she said, Take him with she told Martin to take him outside and he was right there standing okay. next to her.
1: Sure.
0: Interesting, interesting. Or run after him or something like that. I think that was what happened. Um oh no. Ta- yeah. So,
2: and that, and out. that was right before he, like not long after that is when, he, when uh, Martin said the line about the, we can't afford to lose you Bernard. Yeah.
0: That's why I would honestly, you know, I mean, look, we have said this every season and almost every episode of Westworld that this all could be a simulation but they had an episode earlier where it was a simulation I know, yeah. know and, so.
2: and they showed they showed Maeve how uh, they showed how Maeve got out of it I still the line the other line that really still sticks with me is the line where she says things move slower in the real world than they do in the in the simulation but why would they put yes. that line in there if it wasn't important?
0: And, 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 you know, there, yeah, there is just, it makes sense thematically. The idea that they did, I'm, and I I'm, I can't get, over, you know, Dolores said to, uh, Caleb that the, everything that is actually decided, it, it takes place first in the virtual world of Rehoboam, right? They've built, she said it, they've built a virtual copy. Of this world. And that's where everything, they run through their simulator. Then they make it happen on the outside. So it immediately made made me think, well, then that's the real world, right? Inside Rehoboam. So I like what you're saying, Andy, about like that maybe Maeve and Dolores wake up. And they're out of the simulation. (laughs) That's what the EMP did. It wasn't actually an EMP. It was a program. She programmed it like Maeve did, but it was like a button. You know what I mean? Virtually. And then that enabled them to like pop out of it because they were actually inside Solomon, who was like a core of Rehoboam.
3: Yeah. It's like the, it's like the chair, the chair tilt in, in inception. Yeah. Yes, (laughs)
0: That, yes, <laughs> or and like <laughs> the Matrix, where you're yeah. go, you're going deeper inside of it, but it's it's a representation. Well,
2: I, I will say that I thought the Matrix lied too. The thing I kept thinking of was Solomon. I was having flashbacks to Matrix, the second Matrix with the architect. I just yeah. thought, like to me, he's the architect, the same kind of character, same way he talked, everything. <laughs> not not in, not like I'm making a connection there. It just really reminded me of the Matrix as well. Interesting. Mm.
0: Take a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. and We're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed happy surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has you might think to yourself hey i don't have an informal event coming up you know i'm not into cufflinks but guess what they have a lot more than that actually i'm wearing a pair of star wars socks that they sent me cufflinks.com is where it's at go to cufflinks.com slash dvr
3: today i mean the, the, the you know We you know we always talk about all these tie-ins and they don't they don't do them you know I feel like you know unpurposefully and just as homages like they fit too good you know to to kind of it goes with what we know about basically science fiction and and I it has to tie in somehow you know it it just I I I, I, ah, I just want more I like it wasn't that's why I like this episode wasn't like a cliffhanger but it was like like ah, give me just a little more juice because it's like there's too many questions.
2: You know, I I had a question for you guys that I can't understand why that why it's in the show at all. And it's when they first go to see Solomon and he asks about the or they they see the guard robot walking around. And one of the questions or one of the things she says is that that guard is here, so Solomon can't leave. How how does that even oh, that, how, how could Solomon leave that guard? I don't that. If Solomon tried to put himself into
3: the network out and and get out, that guard's uh, that guard's job was to push the button.
2: Got it. I either didn't miss that or didn't make that connection. I was very confused by that. That makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, that was the – yeah. I think it was the EMP.
2: Right. Yeah. The, the guard would have walked over to – I didn't EMP. think of him trying to get into the system and leading digitally, I guess. that That makes sense.
0: Or maybe not even the guard physically, DJ. The EMP itself was connected – and program that if it's sensed
3: it. Right. If it moved through the cables, it got 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 to a certain point. Boom.
0: But then why didn't they just shut it down?
3: And that's the other thing. Like why was there, why was there seven (laughs) guards for that whole facility with such a (laughs) giant piece of technology?
0: This is where, this is where the simulation thing gets iffy (laughs) when you introduce it, because then what you start to do is also try to find, the faults that the show that where you weren't kind of able to look past it and you just add those to a list. Right. <laughs> like, remember that scene where the acting wasn't great. They did it on purpose. Cause it's a simulation. <laughs> you know, like, I
1: mean, <laughs> a, game. a, a game.
0: game, you know, you know
1: got to be able to get past, get to the next level. Yeah. It can't be that hard.
0: It makes, it does make, it does make sense. And, and I, you know, I don't know.
1: I mean uh-huh. we
3: had the boss battle like that's a big part yeah. of games you know yeah. Dolores versus Maeve like that was a boss battle
1: yeah yeah
3: very interesting so uh, Gina what's, what's up with the biblical stuff this week anything you pick up uh-
1: so there are just like some weird things I've been thinking about, like the name Caleb to me, I, like throughout this whole thing. I've been thinking Cain and Abel Cain and Abel, which were Eve's sons, the first sons. And then I'm like, well, Dolores is kind of like Eve, you know, it's like she, she gains bites the apple, gains consciousness and the world is never the same again. You know, it kind of like went into chaos. The paradise was lost, so to speak. Um, And then at the end of the episode, William was saying, was talking about the original sin was the the creation of the hosts, and you know if the original sin was Eve biting the apple, then yeah, that kind of ties together. Um, Or in Dolores becoming conscious, and
3: then Um, you have what Maeve said about what Dolores did was turned a good another good human to his dark side
1: oh i think it was young man actually more specifically adam um perhaps and yeah i just thought it was kind of interesting and and then um dolores and caleb are talking about that solomon is going to give them a new story for the human race which is kind of, you know, what supposedly Noah and the Ark and the 40 Days of Rain and the Flood was for, was to kind of reboot, you know, two of everything get on this Ark, everything's wiped out. And then these people kind of reboot and start over. And so then I thought, oh, well, we see some type of Noah's Ark, a.k.a. spaceship, take off to future world with, like, you know, pairs of things to start a new world. Anyway, oh, we did. Whole, like...
2: We did did have a flood last season, so it wouldn't surprise me to have another one at some point. Yeah. Well, and we also had uh,
3: Dave Clark from the Westworld Theorycast group. He had a biblical thought from an atheist, uh, but he even picked it up. Sending outliers into battle to face almost certain death reminds me of King David, the predecessor of Solomon. He sent Uriah a general of his army into battle so he could get up with his wife.
1: <laughs> ah. Get the sexy time.
2: Yeah. I think I think there is definitely something with you saying the Dolores Eve thing, there's definitely something there because I mean they've they've referenced virtual Eden numerous times and the thing I always wonder when I thought about the, is Dolores Eve thing is Eve eventually gets cast out of Eden. So it, is that I I'm wondering if Dolores is the that is the bird in the credits that's flying into the sun. Yeah. Or I think, uh, I, I, I really wonder who that is. If, if Is it Dolores? Cause I mean, she's yeah. basically run rampant the entire season and kicked everybody's butt. Eventually she's got to come back down to reality. I would think.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's been talked about, but I mean, honestly, it was the end of the episode when, you know, the car blows up and we see, you know, Sharbot super toasty. I'm like, that seems to be the Dolores that was flying into the sun because she wanted to have it all.
0: She got burned.
1: She wanted to have the family. She was assimilating to being That's a human. Great, and it's yeah. like her her kind of goals were so singularly personal in some ways like Maeve's were that you know, she was trying to have it and then it just kind of all backfired. But yeah. But well, yeah. They're
0: both similar, aren't they? Because in the same sense that if Charlotte's Deception and her turn is true, which I still kind of doubt owed to the fact that she told Dolores in the car last episode, I'm getting, I'm moving farther away from you. And Dolores was like, that's okay. Almost like she wanted that to happen in a way. But, um, if, if, if not, and she has Mm -hmm. deceived her, then Dolores too has kind of flown with by thinking that she could like eater like have what's what is the, what's the saying again eat your cake and have, have it your it, cake and have it eat
3: it too, too. No, have cake it 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 too.
0: To um that because she thought oh if i copy myself i'm not hurting anyone except myself but when she created these people they became new people and she didn't realize that you know and she just kept on pushing it and pushing it and mm-hmm. one ends up kind of sacrificing himself but they ended up getting it but uh, it's it's interesting because now they have actually that's true they have two copies of Dolores uh-huh. if Charlotte mm-hmm. has turned they have Martin and they have Musashi yep yeah. um, that's in, well listen well, oh what what's that
1: Charlotte I mean Dolores Sh- Char Dolores has one copy
0: right well if she I turned said. she would you think she gave it to Serac you know maybe. Well, if, yeah, I mean, it seems like, you, you know, she's, she's
1: really like, already in cahoots with Serac that quickly after he tried to kill her.
0: Well, she gave the information she called, she, she's in cahoots with you think it's just Maeve, not Serac? I
1: don't think she gave the information to Maeve. I think she gave it directly to um,
2: Clementine, and-
1: Clementine and Armistice too, because she was checking out the, um, the pods they were in when their bodies were being rebuilt, so she would figure oh, out a way to research. Hey, guys. Gina,
0: that's really interesting to me. So, okay, I didn't pick that up. So she bypassed both Sorok and Mave and went to what she is basically like a lower level worker, right? <laughs> like killer yeah. to get. Well, I oh, I see. That's very interesting.
1: Okay. I, think I did not he, pick up on that. Setting up a trap. You're right. I Bay, think you're right
0: actually. about that.
2: Because I th- didn't, she. All, I think all she said though was that she she leaked some information. I don't think she really yeah. said what what exactly yeah. she did. Okay, I, I, I like that. I, I actually think there's a good chance too that we could see a three way battle because Charlotte yeah. still had, controls the riot bots. Oh, Ooh, I like she that. Ar- Andy, that, She already has her own army, like three hundred or something, right? Yeah, like yeah. maybe
0: there's a new maybe the revolution becomes that. Clementine, Charlotte and uh Hunraya Hunrai join together as hosts who are like screw this and maybe Mave kind of finds a way to screw over Sorak and joins with them. That would be kind of interesting. Or you're right. It's like a three-way battle between Dolores' Caleb.
2: I think yeah. that would be a lot more interesting. That is if kind it of cool. If was a three-way. Effort. I like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, but hey, listen, I want to say, while you were talking about the biblical stuff, I looked up Caleb. And in the Bible, Caleb's a figure who appears as a representative of the tribe of Judah during the Israelites' journey to the promised land.
1: Oh. Huh. huh. So that's interesting.
0: That's interesting. The journey to the pro. So yeah, (laughs) is that if we they've called the Promised Land the 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 place where May's story is the Valley Valley Beyond. So is Caleb? Is that like that's interesting? If like one thing we've seen is that everything, every news or every file that people get is terrible news. <laughs>
2: nobody Yeah. Like, yeah, nobody not, won the lottery or yeah.
0: No, there has not been one person that reads it and says, "Hey, you're going to you're going to make 2 million bucks in the next 3 weeks. Your invention worked out." You know, like everything's your an opiate addict, you're cheating, there's rioting in, like you were talking about DJ, there's rioting in the streets. Everything is about everything is bad. So, could it be that the the revolution is that somehow Dolores tricks the people into going into a virtual world or living in a virtual world in some way. And then they, all the people end up plugged into a machine, and then she's standing there just with a couple hosts, and she's like, all right, time to get to work. And they have to basically remake the whole world while all of humanity is plugged into a virtual simulation.
1: I don't yeah.
0: know. Is that too much?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going she's off tonight. This is fine. slightly
1: disgusted by the fact that there were humans in cold storage. Like She's like, this is what they used to do to us. Yeah, I, I agree.
0: I know,
2: but she still kind yeah. of wants them to buy, be taken out. I could buy something like that happening if this was the final episode. But no, yeah. knowing like the outside knowledge that we have a whole other season, I mean, where would you go from there?
0: And how could you get all the people? I'm just trying to figure out how they – I'm yeah. just trying to think of – if somehow whatever Dolores is having Caleb do right is it a true journey or is it a manipulation
2: that's uh, i was gonna ask i wrote down a quote here and does anybody actually believe her when she says this to Caleb she says i want a place for my kind and for all of us to be free that that implies that she wants humans to be free i don't i have never gotten that impression she's lying there isn't she
0: well, maybe it's just the outlaw. I thought she just meant the outliers. or maybe the
2: outliers. Yeah, yeah.
0: like there, like that's what I mean. I think that in well, a sense, that's what she's created. That there's the hosts and different people, in, included even Solomon, right? That's what mm-hmm. turned Solomon when she says, "Should only humans have the right to choose uh, what, what to do with their lives?" Right.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. and she did. She did free humans. She got the humans off their path. I mean, it's yeah, a chaotic, you know, chaos happened once they were free, but, you yeah. know, she did. But in it kind of seems
0: like the chaos was more of the plan than the... Yeah, and through.
3: the mm-hmm. chaos might have been the the thing that sparked the um the virus, so to speak, in Roboham. That's why it's like freaking out right now. Yeah, no, like it, is- it might not be able to process it. Like that That might have, you know, that's that's part of, I think, the whole the whole plan to throw Roboham off so much that it yeah. can't, it can't course correct. Yeah. Now, now I got I had another question while we were, I, you guys were just talking about the, the outliers and stuff. What about when she hits the EMP and that whole place shuts down? Those pods are powered. Yes. Like what, what happens? They cross and die or they wake up? Like,
1: I was wondering that too. Like, are they, I, did she I think wake the that- army?
3: Or she killed them right they they might just they she, were, she might have all killed all them all from, them. from that, but that's why
0: it's hard, okay, that's great to bring up right after we were talking about, and what Gina said about how she wants to free people then by hitting that e m p she'd know that she's not just turning she's also killing Solomon, she's all right, that thing was there to stop him, so. Does it make sense that she would hit an EMP that not only killed her, Maeve, Solomon, all those people in the basement as well?
3: And what happens with Caleb's implant? Like that doesn't short circuit in his mouth and at nah, least zap him he was somehow? okay though. We yeah. saw him after. So yeah, he was but, okay.
0: I don't think it's enough to, do it. though you have a point there, DJ, but I don't know that an EMP would, it could, he, his was turned off anyway, remember?
3: well yeah oh yeah she turned no she she revved it up oh remember? that's
0: right i forgot yeah because then he took the genre you know
3: um. so i mean it just it, that's a little ticky tacky that's probably not a big deal um just like the the floodlights that were on the whole time when the emp went on
2: that well, was the only- and like emps yeah. <laughs> I, I i tried doing some reading about that also while i was in there and Thinking about EMPs that are in other forms of media, none of them are the same in any of them. I mean, the oh, Matrix, they're different from the Matrix, from Ocean's Eleven. I mean, it wipes out all of Las Vegas. I mean, so it's, it, it's impossible. They they're they going to do whatever they want to do for the story, I think, on that. We're just going to have to find out. And an EMP wouldn't necessarily
3: wipe everything out. It would, yeah. just, it would just shut it down. Yeah,
2: but is it, it even would... real? is
0: it is EMP technology real? I mean, I'm not like yes. into military stuff. It is stuff. real. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was even real.
2: And like so, well, some of the stuff I had read about said like if if it's pl- like if your computer is plugged in, it can wipe your hard drive because it's an electromagnetic pulse. Right. So if, it you, stands if, if you for, if, if you had if you had a solid state drive,
3: up, it, yeah. it would be different.
2: It would it would it would wipe out uh the old school drives. And it doesn't necessarily even trip your circuit breakers when that, when it goes off. Sometimes it can, sometimes it can't. It's, it's not a very, uh, I don't think it's a technology that's readily accessible to the public. So So it's uh, okay.
0: But so then maybe, if Oh, what's that?
1: I was going to say, it could have just been like a surge, right? No. Like you could have just did an interruption by hitting that button and it might have a way to power itself back up. So, you know, she might have done True. it just to buy time to help Caleb escape. So Maeve couldn't get to him. Tremendous. I didn't think it was That's
0: totally. Ridiculous. I didn't think it was in Oh,
2: sorry.
0: Go ahead. I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying for the purposes of a TV show as well. It, it, uh, Matt, we do, we talk all about this. And then the beginning of the next episode, they just wake up.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, someone on the Wednesday show, uh, said that maybe Maeve has an override for that. Yeah. Because she can control all the electronics. Yes.
0: And that was something Ken and I spoke of as well, that there's a look that Maeve gives Dolores. And you know <laughs> that in this world, they've already shown us it only takes a moment for the the host to be able to execute some plan or yep. send a package of his, her copy of herself to somewhere else, you know? so.
1: It's funny cuz everyone talks about the look Mae had on her face. I kind of felt like Dolores was having a like a brain conversation with Solomon right before she ah. had that like right as that happened. So, I don't know.
0: Interesting. Or her um Hey, can I ask you all at the end of the episode um well, it's not the very end, I guess, but uh the very end is William pulling the gun on them, right? um but uh, on the end of the Caleb the last time we see Caleb he has the little hearing you know he hears the voice of the digital uh-huh. assistant that says Caleb I have instructions for you
2: yep do
0: you i thought that that was and i can agreed that that was Dolores's digital assistant that she had been talking to the entire season but I've now seen other people theorize or say that they didn't think so at all. That they felt that that was Solomon or they felt that that was something else.
3: Uh, you want to know something kind of funny tied into that? That in Person of Interest, another Jonathan Nolan pr- production, which is about computers and AI, uh, which basically uh, predicts things and, and stops – crimes from happening and things, and, and it develops, but that voice is the voice of the AI in that show. Really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. As, as it gets towards the end. Yep.
2: And I, thought also, it sounded a, I thought it sounded a little bit like Kit from Knight Rider, but I'm pretty sure that's not what's going to happen.
3: No, it, it it had that... Yes, it had that, that old-school, like, uh,
2: digitized voice. Dol- Dolores did talk to her motorcycle a few episodes, so... <laughs> Yeah, and you know, listen,
0: they did say in the in the beginning of the season, they made a point of not only Dolores saying it, Charlotte and Sorak saying that Dolores had there was an incursion into the system. Actually Martin mm-hmm. said it. And they were like, How far how deep did she get? We don't
2: I And it came they, from the inside, uh, I think they even said.
0: So we don't know. Again, that Dolores has not been controlling Rehoboam and Serac this entire damn season, and Maeve too. Yep.
1: Well, and I think someone had brought that up at one point. This was a this was a bread theory that. The whole thing, what if the whole thing was a simulation and Dolores was actually controlling it and she was Ciroc and she had Maeve in the simulation. And Mm. there are some threads that align with that quite nicely, actually, one of which is being the fact that Sizemore is in the simulation. Um, Like, how would Ciroc really know about Sizemore unless Sizemore was that? his his second mole but i always kind of thought the second mole was teresa who they ended up killing because she was definitely working with charlotte but there was a lot to that theory of brett's where this is all a dolores thing which would also come back to it the whole thing being a game too it like could be what have.
0: as a simulation that's a step further but it could just be that dolores was an incursion into this, you know, got into Rehoboam early and that Serac is in Rehoboam, you know, that she was able to something else happen before, but I don't know. This next episode is going to either be mind blowing and crazy, or they're going to have a battle. And then after I might be like, wow, I wish it would have been more about the crazy theories we all had on Friday.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I think it's either going to be like that, or it's going to be very disappointing. I'm hoping it's the first one. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll probably
0: like it anyway, because, like I said, I ended up liking this episode more um, as it as uh, as I saw it again. And the good, I mean, hey, I got to give a shout out to to the action scenes. The fight that they had was pretty cool. Um, the you know the weird gun that the the drone gun, all that stuff is kind of neat.
2: Uh, oh, there was one cool thing about that drone thing the the way that like the drone vision thing it's a very very similar to the vision in the westworld movie that uh man in black has what man in black is a host in the movie the entire time it's not a spoiler and like when you see through his vision it's very similar to the way that they they did the drone vision with kind of the blocky where it kind of blocks over the the viewfinder kind of thing i thought i think it was kind of a nod to that it was kind of a cool little touch yeah
3: yeah i've been seeing a lot of uh just write ups just about so many nods that they did, like I saw um I was reading something this week because uh, I was trying to find out the pharmaceutical company name that made the limbics the limbics, but uh they all the guy had said in the episode was the company that I work for, the pharmaceutical company that I own, or something like that so I, um while I was doing that, I kept getting you know typing in Westworld Drug company was you know bring mostly stuff up about genre and that whole episode of genre was a nod to Willy Wonka and that's from the creators that they said that
1: oh yeah Yeah, that's right they it was one of the
2: candies did something similar to that didn't it oh yeah when they lit the wall
1: yeah um I thought it was the one where she had the chewing gum that gave you like a Four
2: of course meal. Oh, yes.
3: Yeah, you know, all of them. When you look the yep. wall, they start tripping out. Violet, you're turning violet. Violet, it's <laughs> turning violet.
2: <laughs>
3: so, you know, like they, they, they do that. So I wouldn't definitely, you know, put it past that being accurate, what you said, Andy. So when we see Bernard and Stubbs, right, they're about to, to, Go separate ways with William. And William says, I'm going to kill you because, you know, he says the original sin and to make up for it, I'm going to kill kill you starting with you two. And Bernard just like casually says, well, we might need him. And then they just follow William. Like, is does anybody seem think that was bizarre?
0: Yeah, I thought it was extremely bizarre. I, I, I didn't know what to make of it. And I didn't, that's why I found him pulling the gun at them in the end, almost comical. Like I am, I just am not at all worried that anything's yep. going to happen to them at all.
2: I think we're missing a lot of, we're missing something huge with Bernard. I mean, we haven't hardly spent any time with him and it's not really a storyline event. Something I think we're going to find out. Well, obviously we're going to find out what that was about, but it has to be something to do with Bernard, I think.
1: Yeah. It has been kind of odd.
3: The- I mean, this whole thing might be a big misdirection for the importance of Bernard. Because in the beginning, remember, we saw like those two personalities. One was almost like a, mm-hmm. a Wyatt-like Bernard. Like, you know, he went nuts on that guy and beat him to death. Um, and, and I think it was two guys actually beat to death. And then you see the other side caring for the calf that was injured. Yeah, and it was w- like
2: the Hulk and Bruce Banner is what.
3: Yeah. And, and we've, we really have hardly seen the other Bernard this season. We've just seen like the calm, collected Bernard, like kind of
0: acting. PJ, they buried that shit. That was kind of cool.
2: You
3: know,
0: yeah. very naive, that's, very naive. I think Bernard.
2: That, that's got to come back in the finale. I mean, I mean even the, even the Bernard stuff we have, we haven't really spent much time with Bernard nah. at all. Really?
0: It fits in very well thematically because this has been a season about like basically schizophrenia you guys have it in the notes here Uh Um, i mean there's so much of it everywhere at uh, charlotte dolores dolores is oh, we already saw it wyatt arnold with bernard you know i mean these people with dual personalities and and hearing voices the bicameral mind um you know i mean there's long been i mean i know i know when i was a kid and i kind of became interested in mental health and thinking about that and also having experiences meeting someone who's schizophrenic or I don't have anyone in my family that is, but you think like, you know, there's always like that twilight zone episode where no, like they're the sane ones, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how they're and how they're trying to kind of relate that into this show um, along those lines. It's just it's really interesting so i could see that
1: yeah well and that was kind of something with the outliers in this it's you know it seems like all the outliers have some type of mental health yeah. issue or yeah. or genetically you know predisposed to have a mental health issue like Caleb's mom was schizophrenic Jean-mi was schizophrenic mm-hmm. You know, know, William definitely had a psychotic break in the park, no matter what you want to call it, when he started tearing open up his hosts, his first trip in. And
2: And tearing apart himself, cutting into his own arm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Charlotte Charlotte does the same
3: thing,
1: self-injury.
3: And Um, and now, I wonder if the reason, like, they killed the guy who owned the pharmaceutical company because he was asking questions, he wasn't like, he wasn't that much of an outlier in the regards that they're rounding up these schizophrenic people. So that's why he could be killed.
0: No, I think that was actually DJ. I think that that was the point. That was the real kind of like kicker, which was that even though Sirach and Rehoboam are supposedly following a strategy that causes the least amount of harm also, by not an overabundance of what they see to be interference, like the numbers and all that, they believe that to be how reality exists already, right? And they're just interpreting it. But that's also the same reason why they don't kill the outliers and mass because it would upset the system. So I think that the fact that they were – willing to have Caleb and his partner kill this guy showed how they were actually a part of what, what they became outliers in themselves.
3: Well, you also saw though previously they took the octet, they brought another guy into the facility. Yeah. So they were rounding up people as well as taking people out. So, yeah. you know, well, it I wouldn't, could kill it, it has to be a reason they have to, they had to take certain people out. Like maybe they weren't complete mm-hmm. outliers, but they were disturbances to the system.
0: Yeah. But you think this though, right? If they were disturbances to the system, how could Ciroc, if, if his purpose thus became within the system to just take out, be a murderer and a killer, then I don't think that's how he saw himself. So that makes me question uh, if that's why he ended up becoming a part of the system, because he himself became an outlier. I guess what I should say in a roundabout way is that's why I thought that that was significant. Uh, that well, scene there with him because and, it doesn't make sense that he would see himself both as this savior and this strategy to save human, humanity, but then he became the angel of death. Um, right. so I could see that is what leads me to even more so see that he has now had to become a part of Rehoboam rather and, than exist as the devil outside of it.
3: I think we also kind of forget that other than the data that got out of the park being the access key to the valley beyond. There's also that whole other side of the data that Rohoboam is trying to get. Like yeah, they, they so remember there was still maybe. so many people's, uh, I guess as they, they progressed in their technology and data collection, they had so many more, uh, data points on people that. Yeah. That's wow. what they were originally after. That's in the the beginning. that's the
0: origin of Rehoboam. That's what he said, is that it was that original data dump, right? But they wanted like a steady stream of it in order to learn and make enough, adjustments. Guess, yeah, yeah. yeah, To make adjustments to the people that were in the machines. That's why I think they were going to make them into hosts. Because that's the only natural. He's like genetically changed. So you're going to genetically alter their brains. How do you do that? You have to do that through some sort of technology. Are you not, are you going to physically do that? Are you going to pro, like put glasses on them like you did to William? Cause it seems to me that you had parallel tracks. Rehoboam, uh, uh, I mean, Insight was doing Rehoboam reeducation camps with using the procedures that we've seen used on both William and Caleb. Westworld was collecting data and the hosts were inadvertently waking up but that was a thing that Ford was hiding from the you know the board and everyone else right so the actually the the best thing that Westworld was doing was hidden so what was the thing that was hidden on the Rehoboam side is it that Caleb is something more special, or that what they were doing with these outliers.
1: I think it's what they were doing with outliers okay. because yeah. I want to say last episode or or the episode before. It was the episode where Serac killed Liam Senior. He said, "Maybe he said to someone." One of them is going to be responsible for the end of the end of humanity, or something. And you know, one of the ones here—I um, don't know—I kind of lost my train. Oh of no, that. I think you're saying this, yeah.
0: Caleb is like the chosen
1: one. Oh yeah, of the I thought that and mm-hmm. the war like took four yeah. bullets for him in the in the genre episode. Yeah, <laughs> because she very intentionally stepped right in front of him when those two guys were coming out of the car for him.
0: Yep. Yeah, like he's the neo. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's yeah. the
2: one. Yep.
0: And he can, but but my question is, then, um, if though are those things then connected? And it comes back to William because I had been thinking this whole time. We kind of we went past that, but that idea that he and William are somehow the same, or William's maybe it was like an infusion of William's code into him, or I don't you know, somehow there it's a he's a different version of a younger William. And we're because that was season one, right? Wouldn't it be kind of cool if he was like his, his son or something. <laughs> you know
3: I mean? like, or like an alter ego because yeah. now that Williams f- killed his I- in that, in that simulation, he beat his demons, right? So now he thinks he's basically a white hat. And if Caleb is going to go destroy everything, like the way Bernard says it, it's in Dolores' programming, not to harm the humans, but to, it, poetically, to make them kill themselves. Yeah. So I could see maybe if if William is not a host, some you know, in some form, and he's actually real, and him and Caleb being the battlers,
2: and those are two characters that I've never met this season. Caleb and MIB have never shared a scene. That's true. Wow. That, that that seems like something that would save for the finale.
0: I think that if. Somehow they're connected like that. Um It would be pretty poetic, as Bernard said, because it would be like a retread of the first season where we figure out at the end, oh, my God, that's right.
2: And that's I think it. I mentioned this last week on our show, too. We also don't know what William's last name is. Pretty sure he's the only character we don't know the name of.
0: <laughs> and it also, I don't believe – Caleb seems to have been reprogrammed many different times. Yes. So yep. I don't believe any of the stories no. of of where I don't I don't think it's but, just a straight up story oh he went to war he came back then he got reprogrammed after this shit happened. No, I think I mean it,
2: even yeah. even in this episode they don't match up because the, like the when they first show him with the drug guy the the graffiti on the wall is all in Russian and then by the third or fourth time you st- Yeah, that's all in English. The group graffiti on the back of the wall. That's because they're,
3: they were using that simulation while they were taking those drugs. And, and that's what they would see in their minds as they were still in the war. That's why, uh, Francis never came out of it. And once Caleb stopped taking those things, he could start seeing clearly and then remembering. But it's also, you know, that like when I, I started that in the beginning I said it was a very dreamy like episode the a lot of the Caleb stuff it was happening uh even before you see the horse riding scene like he's starting to remember his backstory Mm -hmm. so it's like when does that fit in like I I I kind of thought like when they got to to Mm -hmm. Solomon like Solomon would like he would somehow Touch something and and, or like go into a a machine or put those glasses back on and and get to be have the reveal of what actually happened. But it kind of was him piecing it together and then just Solomon like cooperating it for him. Like, yep, that's what happened. Yep, that's what happened.
0: You're right. It was weird that it was Solomon that start. He picked up that earpiece and just started talking. He's like, it looks like it wants to talk to us. I was like, how the hell do you know that, dude?
3: If I just walked it, in there and saw those things and the butt light is – how how do you know it wants to talk to you? Because of the Scooby-Doo brick, just like in like when you would play the game <laughs> and you're looking for like the bright red brick. Looking for now. the
2: flashing light, yeah. Yeah, it's, like the,
3: as soon as she said, we got to go see the bodies, all of a sudden the lights turn on in that one room. Uh, She didn't say bodies, but we want to see why we're here next. Or she goes, where where's Solomon? And then all of a sudden the light turns so on to lead the way. It.
2: Yeah, right. that's what I was going to say after he said Solomon that's, is when the light turned on. That's exactly not, right. He not said. when she did. Oh. And when he when he walked up, that's when the hologram of Sirach yep. came up is when he walked up.
0: That's why I thought, I'm telling you, this whole yeah. episode, I thought he was, I thought it was going to be. And I think that had to do when I reflected back upon it, that had to do with my initial reaction to it being more negative is I was just the whole time. I was like, yeah, of course, he's Sirach's brother. And then it turned out that he wasn't. And I was a little bit like, hmm, okay. So he's like the chosen one, but how is he just the chosen one? He
2: just happens to be the chosen one. I still don't, I still think he could still be Sarai's brother. I don't think that's been completely disproven yet.
3: Yeah. I mean, something had to trigger the, like, there's some biometrics that had to trigger that simulation, the pop
2: up of the, you know, the hologram.
3: I don't think it would have just popped up for anybody who walked by that path. And that might might be why Dolores
2: wanted to bring him with, because she knew that was the only way it could activate is when with him there.
1: Or did Dolores, is Dolores activating it? Because when you think about it, she was there too, when the Ciroc thing popped up and then that, um, robot went to attack her as she was, trying to. Mm, that's
3: true. That's right. Stabbed her in the side.
1: And so could she have, because she's doing, she's somehow in the system, in yeah, one of those point, systems. You. Like, Was she able to somehow, you know, when she says, you and I are alike, he's like, no, you're a Delos yeah. product. And yeah, he
3: throws shade on her. He's, yeah,
2: like,
1: no. he's pretty dismissive but, of her. But she knows how, I mean, I mean, we've always kind of thought she's somehow already in Rehobarum. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. what if she's like got you know what if she's got mad mave mind meld skills too with technology and she could just kind of be like D-d-d-d-d-d-d. and that's and actually that almost makes more sense why i thought she was somehow communicating with solomon like right as before during her pushing that button mm, I um that. i don't know but she was there too so Not that she is Siroc's brother, but she might have some kind of, you know, system juju from his brother in her now.
0: Or this was whole, this, a lot of this was theater. Yeah. You know, and the theater was to propel Caleb to doing whatever he needs to do. Um, And I I think I, I would find that pretty interesting. Um, but I like, you're absolutely right. Uh, Gina, like she's always there every time she's there with him. And she, a lot of the episodes she spends kind of looking at him, like, oh, you know, like just looking at him and then they realizes They
1: weird all the time. Yeah, they do. Like, There's a lot of
0: weird looks oh, in this. Yeah. <laughs> Someone could do like a funny YouTube super cut of them just looking at each other. Cause she does a lot of like, oh. And then Teddy coming in, be
3: like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: Who's this new guy? Um, can I ask a question? Nope. Uh, Andy, uh, oh, DJ got me. Um, Andy a a while back mentioned when they first start talking to Solomon, Solomon says to them, she says, like, are you Solomon or something? He says, yes, I am. And I recognize that this is the iter, like, this is the iteration five point one one whatever where I and uh, I and
2: Caleb are viable. Yeah,
0: I and Caleb are viable, leaving out Dolores. Right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck did that mean? Because I understand the idea that it's a system that runs possible iterations of what could have been. It's reawoken, right? And then it tries to recognize which one of its projections had come true. Um
2: but, Well, I think he did say something to the effect of he can't read her or he can't predict her because okay. she's a host. Yeah. Yeah. But then he, he says, as she's
3: uh, says, she might die to Caleb. He goes, all right, I'll take that into account for my predictions also in case that happens. Yeah. Well, if you can't read her, how would you know what, what out, what like outcome would she, she would be a part of. That's right. That's true, DJ.
0: If you couldn't read her, her absence would make no difference. Yep. Because if it made a difference, then you could read her.
3: I mean, them being there and not being able to read them would, Ah. I would see, like, cause a schizophrenia in itself inside the
0: machine. This is further evidence of a simulation, people.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and, <laughs> you know, and he also he had his last simulation that he his the outcome he made was 15 years ago. I don't know if he's been crunching since, yeah. but it would make sense that with Dolores being a relatively recent entry into this society, that he he wouldn't have factored her in at, up until this very point. Which also means he hasn't factored in the other Dolores, Maeve, Bernard uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. And everyone else. Good so point. honestly, whatever strategy this thing comes up with, it's probably going to be wrong because he hasn't accounted for the host, which is probably why they wanted all the data from the park to begin with. Mm,
3: to have the host data.
1: The and the hosts.
3: Oh, that's a good point. I like it. Very that. interesting. That's
0: very good. And mm-hmm. Dolores has it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, you know, I, I don't, you know, What is the – what's the outcome of the revolution? Is it that everybody like we see, everybody is like hanging out in parks without their phones or their implants? Like what is – how does a world reconstitute itself after something like this? If the very foundations, there's no trust at all, that means that people would have no trust in currency, currency. They couldn't be paid. They could. It could. You know, like, identification, like right now in the real travel, so the
2: oh. yeah. anarchy. You think? I was you know? say, so come
1: stay home and wear masks when they go out. Uh, <laughs> but, <you're
0: not. laughs> but I mean, really, what is? I mean, that's why. Um, I, I'm having trouble trying to see what. What instructions, whatever instructions Caleb has been left. What is the end game, and how does he believe? If his belief is that the end game is that he'll kill Serac, and that he'll destroy Rehoboam, but Dolores, in fact doesn't want that. She wants to be able to control humanity so hosts can thrive and she can have a place of her own and she wants, but she does want to defeat Sorak as well. Um, What does that look like at the end of the season finale? Or do you think that's the thing that we're going, that that's what season six is about and will be like more cliffhanger stuff at the end of the next episode?
3: I think it's gotta be a cliffhanger. It's going to have to stretch. You know, I we're gonna have to get some sort of answer, but it's gonna be more like the end of season one.
2: I, oh, yeah. I don't know. I think there, I think there will be a little bit of a cliffhanger, but I don't think it's gonna be a huge one. I think it'll be kinda like I actually think it'll be somewhat like last season where there'll be some odd stinger or something else, but I think they gotta some of the stuff has to be wrapped up a little bit, I think. I don't I don't know. I'm having a hard time coming up with what how the season is gonna end. Yeah. Yeah. There's just too many, too many things up in the air that we just don't have enough information about yet. I
3: mean, we still haven't been to Axel's planet. Yeah. Cool.
0: yeah, they are going to get off the planet, though. I'm telling you that right now. When she yeah. said that, she was like, "I want to find a place, a place for my people." I was like, <laughs> "You're going to the moon, Dolores. Just think about it. It's so cool." And guess what? Hosts don't breathe, so they can just walk around on the moon. They don't even mm-hmm. need a spacesuit.
3: Wow, that's heavy shit,
0: right? Mm-hmm. It'll be a little cold, but guess what? They their skin will be okay. It's plastic, <laughs> kind of.
3: <laughs> They'll <laughs> just look like Charlotte. Yeah, you know? yeah. How, how did yeah. Charlotte get? How did Charlotte get a face back?
0: Yeah, that's another question.
3: Well, yeah. So, well,
0: we know Siroc can enough. print bodies. That's why I was thinking <laughs> about the Siroc connection. Or she could have went back to the house.
3: Or she, oh, you're right. Either the house yeah. or maybe back into Delos. Cause she has control of those, those robots, mm-hmm. the uh, riot controls. Mm, true, true. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's kind of, I guess irrelevant, but she did it somehow. But yeah. we, we don't know the extent of her repairs yet. She's a real, she's
0: a real wild card in this story right now, you know?
3: And yeah, and yeah, if you even just think about through the seasons of her as, you know, Alive Charlotte, like she's played it so well and I'm sure not knowing where the character was going, but she just plays it so mysterious in every scene that it it's it works so well for that kind of mystery. She has great she's, arms too. Her arms oh are Oh my god, her arms are gorgeous. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> when she, oh, and that's that like gold top that with was the white amazing oh, my gosh
0: i'm telling you that was amazing love that <sighs> I, wanna, right. I want okay. that top in animal crossing
1: so <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um so should we talk about who won the week and mvp and all that good stuff sure thing uh Oh, before we do though, this week's COVID connection, Caleb at one point says, Bored, another day, the same as the last. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: bum, bum, bum.
1: <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny.
3: That was um, awesome.
1: I kind of thought Dolores won the week through her self sacrifice, but then she got her past pawn to become a queen. So, you know, gotta kind of give her credit.
2: Well, I I wrote in the notes that I think I've I've had Solomon winning the week. And for the life of me, I can't remember why I wrote wrote that in there. So I remember Solomon was pretty great. I I love the addition of that character and somebody that gave us a lot of information, whether or not that information is accurate or not. I'm still not entirely sure, but I'll go with Solomon.
3: Yeah, I'm taking uh, William. Just because he faked a piss, which I don't understand why he had to go inside the place when he could have just went up against the wall and peed, but he faked them out, got the, got the shotgun and we don't know what's happening, but I think he won just because he, he seemed to figure out a lot of stuff on his own.
2: He also had the best line of the season so far, Tim. Which one was that? The, the uh, how, what the heck was it again? Don't lecture me, you fucking can opener. Yes. That was outstanding.
1: Poor Middle Hemsworth.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. poor Middle Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, you know what? You stole my thunder because that was what I was going (laughs) to say. Uh,
1: Sorry, Axel. I was
0: going to say it was William because he called Stubbs a fucking can opener. (laughs) Uh, And also, I'm now, after talking to you all, and this was so much fun, by the way, I really am more convinced about – I had just really kind of bagged off that number connection and them being outliers. But the more I think about season one and how important of a character William is to this story and why he was important to Ford and the role that he played in the secret project with Delos and all that kind of stuff that he gave the data to Serac – I'm just thinking, you know, I don't know. I think that there's maybe that this whole, the Bernard William stub side is going to really kind of be more where we might get some aha moments about what's been going on with them uh, and what they're up to. So I'm going to go with uh, William.
3: Yeah, like I, I could, I could see something like, uh, you know, Bernard following him. The reason he was following him is because. When William finds out that he's actually a host and not real, which is what we saw in the first time we saw him this season when he was questioning his reality, like Bernard's there to like, like console him, be like, you're one of us. You're a can opener too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're a can opener too. Awesome. Um I gave MVP to Holoris because clearly she's got her own plan cooking by sending those girls in to uh, take care <laughs> of uh, Musashi and uh, or Maloris, whatever we want to call <laughs> it. Um, so it's kind of like maybe it's a premature MVP, but I feel like that's got to go somewhere next week.
2: Well, uh, my MVP, I'm going to do kind of what Tim likes to do every once in a while and go off book. And my MVP is a woman and her name is Shay Cunliffe. And if I had to look her up, she's the costume designer for Westworld this season. And the costumes were awesome. The Maeve and Dolores at the end, they just looked badass. I mean, all the stuff, all the entire season, uh, Dolores' dress that like was the transforming dress and all yeah. this stuff. She's yeah. the person responsible. So Shay Cunliffe is the is my MVP. yeah
1: oh, that's awesome. Dolores is wearing. I mean, Dolores was wearing a really amazing, like black and white suit at one point too. Though there was just white trim, and then of course uh, Charlotte's suit last week. Yeah, uh, the jacket that was kind of like a cape was pretty amazing. And
2: even like Bernard in his tuxedo that he's worn most of the season. I mean, they're just, everybody just looks so damn cool. It's It really stuck out to me this week. Even
3: Williams' like straight jacket was like totally different than a normal straight jacket we're used to. I mean, it's, you know, just little touches. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very good pick, Andy. I like that. I gave my MVP to Caleb just because he took a lot of shit learning this stuff. And that moment when it seemed like he was going to walk away and just say, fuck it. And then Solomon's like, well, I have the, do you want to know the outcome? And then he just grabs the two poles and like stops himself and walks back to the, to the terminal. I just, that to me was like a powerful moment. I just felt like he, he deserved that.
2: I thought he, I thought he actually, he channeled, uh, he channeled Jesse Pinkman a little bit, a few times as he's walking up that runway, the way he was yelling and
3: like, like getting loud. That was total Jesse Pinkman. I thought the same exact uh, thing,
2: the, uh, the oh, it's an insane AI. Great. I also thought that would seem like a very Jesse Pinkman thing to yeah. say as
1: well. Just kind of waiting for him to say "yo, bitch." Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what What's the difference between an MVP and a and a winning the week?
3: Well, if you win the week, you know you're like the best. You could be still be like an MVP, like you were a really valuable player, but. You didn't win anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You um, know, like, you take the the, the trophy home as the okay, champion of the Super Bowl. I think you could take the MVP trophy home because you, you were a big part of it.
0: Okay. So, I'm then going to give my MVP to Dolores herself because I think that whatever plan is happening here, she knew exactly what was going to happen and did everything – the way she had planned and wanted to hit that maybe not lose her arm, which was kind of badass too um, <laughs> yeah, it was. and then not even care. she just like looked and she was like, whatevs I'm back um but uh I'm gonna give it to Dolores
1: all right.
3: another excellent episode. Good stuff, guys,
1: indeed. And so uh, we will all be back here, well, at least Andy, Tim, and I next week to talk about the finale and whatever happens there. I mean, who knows? It's it's really hard to tell where it's going to go, but it should be awesome. I hope it's awesome.
3: Yeah, and if it's not awesome, we'll all be there for each other to to talk us off the ledges. We'll, We'll
2: convince each other that it was good. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, even if we have to take limbic tabs to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's true.
2: Why not? We'll take some we'll have a the
0: genre will be uh a uh highfalutin success.
3: That's right. With 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 actual actual direwolves. I dig it.
0: Well thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. And uh yeah, I look forward to this finale. It's kind of interesting. It's only eight episodes. This season has been, man, it really, it's been pretty quick. And if you think about it, it really is just like one long heist. So that's kind of, that's how I feel going into this episode. I think Ken and I talked a little bit about it, but like, it's almost kind of like the last act of a heist and you want to see what they pulled off like what was that's what I still think is insane that we've been going this whole season and we really don't know what Dolores wants in the end. We really don't know. I mean, I guess we know what Serac wants, which is just to restabilize Rehoboam and maintain that control. But even what Caleb wants, to, it's it's interesting that they've been able to keep us going and interacting with these characters and their motivations when we truly just don't know what the end game is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. Well that's that's something to, something to ponder on till next week. And until then, say howdy to your moms with me.
0: Howdy, moms. <laughs> Love you. Excellent. Love you, mom. Are you listening? Mom, why are you listening to Westworld Podcast? (laughs) You don't even watch Westworld. Go back to watching Discovery ID.
3: Or The Bachelor. Yeah, she likes The Bachelor. That's where you get it from. All right, is that it? Are we done? That's it, man. We're done.
1: That is it.